But like, I love, I love what I do with. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Just head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Of course, plenty of stuff to talk about here that we uh, bring in to discuss with you. And uh, there's some, inter- I guess not international, but uh, some national news about the Gary Johnson campaign. Uh, this is the gentleman that's running for president as a libertarian candidate this year. We can former uh, New Mexican governor. governor that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so I'd like to share that with you. And also, it's Twitter Tuesday, which means that if you tweet at Free Talk Live before the end of the night tonight, whenever I go to bed, whenever that is, uh, we'll uh, follow you back on Twitter. So if you are a Twitterer, you can, or maybe if you you're new to Twitter, just tweet at Free Talk Live. We'll see it, and that's how we know you did it. And then uh, we will follow your profile in return. So, again, Twitter Tuesday. Uh, joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. All right. So, uh, 855-450-FREE. That allows you to take control of the airwaves. Uh, the Gary Johnson campaign released, a, I guess, a series of, or I guess, one advertisement that it was kind of repurposed for some local uh, politicians here in New Hampshire as well. Uh, but if you go to freekeen.com, you can see the spot. It's, it's kind of cute. Uh, Gary Johnson is wearing a peace shirt. With with a you know symbol peace symbol on yeah, it, yeah. But he has a blazer on over it. You can clearly see the peace uh, symbol yep. on that shirt. And uh, Gary Johnson is coming appears to be coming out of the uh, New Hampshire State House uh, and uh, encounters a group of zombies. Uh, the zombies are dressed in red or blue, and they are zombied up uh, with makeup and uh, special effects and things like that. And uh, basically, he makes some statements to uh, the people, and it's pretty clear what is is you know being suggested here, and that is that uh, American uh, many Americans who follow the political scene are really just taking sides, like it's some sort of sporting event, and mindlessly supporting uh, one one team or the other. And of course, uh, it's pretty know. clear to me that that's what politics is like in America. I'd yeah. apply that zombification to anybody who gets an I voted sticker. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Are you one of those anti voting people, Johnny Ray? Pretty much. I think that it's the opportunity cost that kills it for me. I, Meaning I you've just got better things to do. Yeah, I don't think there's anything necessarily inherently destructive about voting, but I think that's there's good. better things you could do. I think Ron Paul would have been better off with a black bandana over his face throwing flowers in the street so i don't, I don't know, know that he would have gotten the, nearly the coverage <laughs> you don't really mean I'll that tell you do what, you put a black bandana over your face and throw flowers in the street and we'll, we'll do a, uh, a test just to see who has more effect on liberty who gets national airtime from yeah. throwing flowers in the street that was yeah. just an image that brought such a large smile to my face when it came to my mind i knew i had just, to bring it up you mean ron paul specifically throwing flowers with a black bandana on yes that would be pretty cool uh, but you don't really mean that, right? Like, Ron Paul had a huge impact. I mean, what what could Ron Paul have done better uh, about, you know, what he did over the last four or five years? Well, maybe he could have followed the path of a Murray Rothbard or a— And uh, wrote a book? Yeah, which he did. He wrote several books. He, he yeah. did do that, but he wasn't writing books while he was out campaigning. The books have been written. 
But like, all, like, see, this is the this is the problem with the ideas of liberty is, um, you know, let's have another book. It's the same thing <laughs> over and over again. There is, you know, the answer to the question is liberty. What's the question? Right. Well, what what can Ron Paul write in a book that hasn't been said by Rothbard or Dr. Mary Ruard or Harry Brown or any of the uh, the many uh, libertarians or Ron Paul himself? I mean, again, he has already written a series of them. In fact, I think it's uh, I've heard rumor that Ron Paul has a ghostwriter uh, named Lou Rockwell, uh, but I don't know if that's true. Because, you know, he's a busy guy. Well, I, I, so, I, as I would agree. Lou Rockwell gives you a manuscript. Uh, you put your name on it. Call it Ron Paul's book. Wow. So, I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> so seriously, I mean, that's a serious question. What could Ron Paul have done better? He could have had better campaign staff, uh, I think. I think that his, the, he, he could have done any number of things. He could have he could have uh, run a radio show. He could have delivered more children. He still he could, could have, do a radio show. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> You know, I'd, I'd approach him about it if I could get him on the phone or get somebody on the phone from his organization. <laughs> like, I, th- I thought maybe that now that the campaign is done, uh, that apparently Jesse Benton, who uh, some allege this is the campaign manager of Ron, Ron Paul this time around. Previously, he was like the media guy for the campaign in 2008. Yep. Uh, now he's the campaign manager. And word is this Jesse Benton guy is just a Republican activist who invaded the campaign with the purpose of bringing it down from the inside. I, don't I disagree know entirely. I don't know if there's truth to that. Their but. whole delegate strategy was uh, developed by him. I think that he had some good ideas and some bad ideas. That's what I think. Well, I know that uh, he wouldn't return your phone calls. Yep, that doesn't make him uh, a bad guy. It makes him a guy with a strategy. And he thinks that Free Talk Live is too radical for him. It's I not see. like Free Talk Live has never been called too radical for some people. Sure. I mean, we lost a radio station recently because uh, we're too radical. But anyway, so there's there are people out there that are less than uh, happy with this Jesse Benton and uh, and his performance. So you know maybe having a different campaign staff would have helped uh, Ron Paul penetrate further into the American consciousness. But Ron Paul's done it unlike anyone else ever has. Period in the history of my lifetime, at least. Ron Paul has uh, you know gotten people to the ideas of liberty who otherwise maybe would not have found us this soon would not have found the ideas of freedom this soon maybe they would brought have found a lot of people from a lot of different uh different desperate areas and uh, brought them together exactly and you know you can't you can't fault a guy for that and you know we can look back and and say well what could have been done better but it doesn't matter because it's over and it happened and whoever came on came on and whoever missed out missed out and now we just have to figure out what's next consider this position for yourself uh, uh johnny ray is that for me Voting isn't worth the trouble because I generally believe that voting will not matter. My single vote will not matter. However, I think that political campaigns may be of value if they bring the ideas of liberty to people. Okay, I'm considering it. Now, Johnny Ray, you had a roommate. You don't have to accept it or adopt it right now. I'm just saying it's a possibility in the future. You had a roommate uh, at one time, who uh, Andrew Carroll, who was a subject of his own documentary, actually. He was one of the subjects of the Libertopia film. And uh, he ran for political office. Did you not vote for him either? Of course, no, no. <laughs> Andrew Carroll is an arrogant sot. He's a fine young man. He's a freak. Is Did you really not the, vote for him? No, I didn't vote. I'm not registered to vote. Okay, okay. Uh, Ron Paul, I voted for Ron Paul in the primary in 2008. And sometime after that, I decided that was, and I did that because my girlfriend at the time promised me a free meal if I went to vote. I see. And after that's that, illegal. I think uh, that may be a felony. Is that a felony? 
I don't buy think that anybody's going to have any problems with uh, individuals, uh, friends, helping uh, friends out. And my girlfriend was not a Ron Paul supporter. Mm. She wanted me just to vote. Just to vote. I see. Right. I, I don't think that there's any problem with that specifically. Sometime well, after that, I decided that my voting days were, were over. I'm glad to hear that uh, at least you're not somebody who is of the belief that that voting is immoral because I, I think it might be irresponsible irresponsible in what way because you're demonstrating to to the people who see you voting that that's a worthwhile way to spend your time i if i was playing a video game uh, the video games used to be in uh in uh convenience stores when i was growing up if i mm-hmm. was playing a video game would i be just de- demonstrating to people that playing a video game is a worthwhile occupation playing a video game is a worthwhile <laughs> occupation. how about if i bought a lottery ticket uh if you bought i would recommend to anyone to to no, not a lottery ticket because lottery tickets are – if the lottery ticket is a state-sponsored lottery ticket, then no for pretty much you know similar reasons. If it's from a private gambling uh, enterprise, then I would say go for it if it gives you some, some personal satisfaction. From a private g- gambling organization, though, if the numbers were – I mean, the, well, the advantage that the state has with lotteries is, is that they have the larger numbers and the larger jackpots. And so when the private organizations generally don't, but if it was a private organization with the same jackpot um, and the same numbers, would you say that w- – what's, what's apparently different and irresponsible about it? Giving a dollar to the state? I think most people most people gambling are aware that the odds are against them. I think most people voting are not aware that they get that they are not helping. All right, so if you are aware, then is it irresponsible to vote or to encourage irresponsibility? If you're aware that you're wasting your time, is it irresponsible? If you're well, stand by. We'll bring that uh, bring that thought back here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. Your thoughts are welcome as well on voting or whatever you want to talk about. This is free talk live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the realtor Mark Warden. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We've got the bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Just go to bbs.freetalklive.com, bbs.freetalklive.com. If you're interested in investing in gold or silver, either as a hedge against inflation or an investment or barter currency, whatever your reasons might be for wanting to get precious metals into your hands and in a safe place that uh, you can have possession of them. We've teamed up with Midas Resources in order to bring you some of the best rates that you're going to be able to find on the Internet on precious metals. Go to gold.freetalklive.com and at least do some comparison shopping there before you go anyplace else. It's gold.freetalklive.com. 
We've handpicked some gold and silver pieces that you can do, uh, you know, some comparison shopping with at gold.freetalklive.com. All right, let's uh, continue here. We actually did not get into uh, the news about what was going on with the Gary Johnson campaign. Also, it's going to affect uh, Jill Stein's campaign from the uh, the Green Party as well. So it's it's pretty big news, I think, as far as the third party uh, political scene is concerned. We ended up getting sidetracked into a discussion about voting, which can continue. But we do have Jeff on the line listening in Idaho. And Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live listening via the TuneIn radio app. Hey, guys. It's Jeff in Idaho. I yes, am an op in the uh, Free Talk Live chat and oh, have wow. also done some a uh, little bit of production work for Mark in the past. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for that. For that. Uh, I wanted to uh, call in and, and uh, let you guys know what's kind of been going on in my life. All right. Go for it. Uh, a couple a couple years back, I was uh, pulled over and arrested for driving without a government permit. Mm-hmm. And um, through my refusal to pay into their system and uh, uh, just just sort of not, not going along with my probation and such, uh, my sentence has been imposed, and I'm currently incarcerated for six months. Oh, my. You're calling us from jail? <laughs> um, not at the moment. I actually was able to attain, obtain a work release. Oh, so I'm wow. actually I'm actually on my job site right now. Uh, you're you're fortunate uh, that you've been able to uh, get work release on the inside there. Now, is this your first time in jail? Uh, no, it's not. But it's been a uh, a number of years, and actually here in Idaho, there's been a number of changes. It's kind of interesting. Uh, you're able to access the internet from within jail now. What? I have heard that some states yeah. are doing this, and I really kind of wonder why you wouldn't be able to. Certainly, they can limit the sites you go to and that kind of thing, but the, the internet's a huge educational tool. And what? Who more would you want to provide education to? Well, what sort? Yeah. What sort of uh, limitations are there? What are you able to access? Um, there are there's predefined websites. You're not allowed to enter any kind of text on the machine. But uh, oh. they they are in your cell blocks. You can access them pretty much all day until they uh, shut the lights out at night. Wow! So you're not and, getting uh, whoa, whoa, you're not being charged a per minute fee or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's it's three cents a minute, which I mean okay. really doesn't amount to much. I mean, I can I can spend a dollar and be on there for a half an hour, right? Or a little more than a half an hour. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Um, I mean, they have like Engadget, Gizmodo. They have all the technology sites, all the news sites. Uh, wow. I was playing Plants vs. Zombies for for a little while in there. See, I was just thinking it was educational here. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, so, there's, uh, I, there's some I, conservatives I really ripping their hair crazy. out uh, listening to the radio right now, thinking, <laughs> thinking the convicts yeah. can play games and on the Internet. It's actually uh, worked out for the better for me. I've, I've, uh, I've now been talking to the wife a little bit, and before she was pretty uh, reluctant to relocate to New Hampshire, and, and through all this, I've pretty well got her talked into it. Hey, fantastic. So something to look forward to when you get out. So you just started a six-month uh, s- sentence? Yeah, I ju- I've been in for a total of about two weeks now. Now, uh, wow, had, and you're in work release already. That's incredible. Oh, I had a uh, – it, it's my own job. They, they released me to my own job. Right. But what do you have uh, to pay? Here in uh, in the Keene area, it's 20 bucks a day, I believe, to go out on work release. What do you have to pay them there? Uh, for me, it is a hundred per week. Hundred what? And, and I work 100. six days. A hundred? How much? A hundred and fifty dollars per week. I work six days. It, it works out to twenty five dollars a day. Got it. So they take a uh, but, little chunk off the top. You get to go out. You have to feed yourself when you're out, right? So you don't uh, you don't get the the jail food uh, when you're out and about. That is correct. And then you have to be back in jail at what time? 
Um, it, it, it's according to what you set your schedule up as. Uh, I have to report back. My schedule is set, so I go back at 6. Mm-hmm. I leave I leave at 8 in the morning, and I come back at 6. But, um, you know, you can set your own schedule. The problem is, is if you don't actually have that much work, the cops can and will check on you uh, at various point, points during the day. And if they find out that you're not working, then uh, your work release will be taken away. And you you'll get pulled. You probably lose some good time, party. too. What's the good time rule there in Idaho? Um, there is no there is no good time for uh, work release. They're just for inmate workers. Well, no, what I mean is, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, if you have good behavior in uh, in jail, you'll get out early on the on a given sentence. Do you get that? How much you do on six months? What's that? How much, How much do, do I have months? to do out of six months? Yeah. I have to do the entirety of the six months. Fortunately, I already have some time under my belt, so I only have about four four months left. Is that because it's a probation thing, uh, or is there just no good time provision in Idaho? There is no good time provision unless you are working within the jail, like working in the kitchen or something like that. Right. Uh, in which case, you work for for every week that you work, you get one day of good time. I see. Interesting. Jeff, I have a question for you. This is Johnny Ray. Uh, number one, I think that uh, the, the choice you made is pretty heroic, and I uh, applaud you for that. Um, my question: the choice to drive without a government permit, or the choice to to choose incarceration over over payment of fines or, or whatever it is that that landed him in jail. Well, you did jail. a VOP, right? That's why you're in jail. You didn't choose that. Yeah, and 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 I've been I've been uh, uh, on probation now. They've extended my probation three times. Mm. Okay. Uh, I've been on probation for two years for a misdemeanor. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's no heroism in uh, in getting a violation of probation. It just sucks. They get you. What did they yeah. get you for, by the way? What did they What did they get me for? Yeah, for yeah, the VOP. VOP for. Oh yeah, for for I mean I was I was pulled over and I didn't have a license. No. Oh, I see. I thought that was your original reason for being sentenced. So you were sentenced on something else, pulled over while on probation, driving without a license, and they VOP'd you oh, because of that. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. The original violation was was uh, driving without privileges, and then uh, I was sentenced to probation, and because I owe the state about $850, I've been violated about uh, three or four times. So you didn't make payments is the reason they put you in there? Exactly. Now, do they credit you you for the time that you're in there, or are you still going to owe them the $800 when you get out? Oh, I'll still owe them the $800. (laughs) (laughs) And is that one of the reasons why you're leaving? Uh, no, actually, um, I mean, the main reason, I've, I've been wanting to leave for a long time. Uh, I've, I've finally had my wife convinced to leave. Uh, the, the, I don't know that I will be able to skirt just by leaving um, the payment, because I, I'm sure that they'll, you know, run my credit report and turn it into collections and Man, that sucks. Hey, good luck out there. Glad you could call us uh, while incarcerated. Appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for the story. We'll see you when you get out. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. The probation system is a horribly oppressive thing that uh, is a revolving door for prisoners, and it just keeps getting them back in over and over again for the most piddly of things. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology... 
technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. All you have to do is dial in toll-free, 1-855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE. Tonight with you, it's Ian here. And Johnny Ray. And Mark. Uh, don't forget, uh, some of the features on our website, are uh, they include our mobile site. If you have a smartphone, you can go to m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com and get quick access to our live streams, the broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show. Uh, we did some tweaks to the streams recently to uh, bring them back down. We, ha- we now have very, very low delay streams. So if you're listening on our audio streams, if you're listening to the, the high bandwidth stream, you're probably only hearing things literally two seconds after we say it. So it used to be like a almost a minute-long delay, so it's much better now. As though that matters to you. Just figured I'd let you know. I think a lot of people care about what the delay is. Yeah, so you can go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com if you've got a smartphone and get tuned in that way for free. Uh, SACL CAI sponsors our phone lines. They're a group of conscientious folks that handle accounts receivable. If you've got a business and that business is, uh, you know, the paperwork's dragging you down, SACL CAI can help. You can go to freetalklive.com, see their banner. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. Coming up, uh, i got some news stories with a chopping off theme. Mark, uh, you're going to tell us about a double amputee who has been fatally shot by the police and we'll also be talking about Unix and uh, how lo- long they live. Uh, so Johnny Ray is going to give us that information here in a little bit. Shopping off. But uh, we can uh, take your calls about anything as well here. 855-450-FREE uh, is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plus still uh, to discuss the voting issue. In fact, Kurt uh, has some thoughts on that. Kurt, in Michigan, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you tonight, gentlemen? Hey, Kurt. What's on your mind? Well, I was going through my Facebook page and I saw your hoot about voting. Yes. And you know that that's a pet issue for me, and we've, we've had uh, uh, our scrapes over it. So what's, um, what's your – elucidate us this evening. Well, um, I don't believe that voting the way we do it is a moral act. Okay. What's specific about, uh, about it is immoral? Well, okay, well, I guess now we have to define moral, right? Okay. Would, we, would, could, would you accept as a definition – uh, for moral, moral, that which is conducive with human life, and as immoral, that which is destructive of human life. I kind of like uh, you know something that is moral is uh, not a, something that is moral is not ag- aggressing another person, and aggressing would be defined as using force or fraud. Okay, do you have to use that force yourself, or can you can you send say a cop over to take somebody's house away if they don't want to buy that new school? After you've pulled that lever, yeah, you can you can have an agent uh, use force um, on your behalf, and you would be just as culpable. If you hired a hitman to uh, do your dirty work, then you'd be, you know, a murderer in my opinion. Okay, well, I always try to draw a straight line from a, a base tenant of liberty, right? Yes. One of these base tenants is that no person has the right to expropriate the capital of another without their consent. No question, never, always wrong. Gotcha. 
on a local level. Voting sometimes takes control of the direction of people's capital without unanimous consent of the persons affected. Sometimes. When someone votes in a millage, even if they're voting the right way, they've taken part in deciding the disposition of somebody else's income. Whose uh, writing are you reading, by the way, Kurt? I'm sorry? Is that yours, uh, your writing? Sounds like you're reading something. Okay. That's me, yes. So now, uh, notes notes that I've taken over the, over the past about my thoughts on things. You've just made something specific there that that I you know I love to point out um, is that if somebody votes uh, say against a spending provision, they haven't voted to expropriate anyone's money. They voted against expropriating. You, you've taken money. part in the decision about the disposition of somebody else's property. That's correct, and I and will that's not, I will that's happily. A I will happily take part in the decision uh, every time that someone's trying to decide to take someone's money away. I will pipe up and say, no, that's not acceptable. Now, if they ask me why, I'll happily tell them that, too. But in voting, I only get to say acceptable or not acceptable. So how can I saying not acceptable possibly be an immoral act when I'm not asking an agent to do it on my behalf? It's not your money to decide where it goes. It is my money. They're proposing to take my money and your money if we're living in the same area. They're proposing to take my money along with everybody else's, so I should at the very least be able to. You can make the decision only for yourself. I'll happily go in and vote if only in self-defense. I'll happily vote on others' behalf that ask me to. You cannot use an aggressive act of self-defense. It is not aggressive. Saying no to a spending provision, I, I cannot see how one can claim that's an aggressive act by saying no to a spending provision. The spending provision no is aggressive. Wait a second. Some people in, there are some people there who want to spend that money. Go so right ahead and let stopping them. Kurt. And they want to rob me from doing yes. well, it. Well, Kurt, am I allowed to stop somebody from robbing me? If you don't pick somebody else up, swing them at that person, right? If you, if you're, if you're, the, they if can, you're, they can the line way, up behind me way, to get robbed if they want. If somebody wants to give more money to the criminal gang known as the government, there's no, there's nothing that can stop them. You or anybody else who wants to give money to the government can cut that's a check, a go down to that's city hall, and they will accept that's any amount of question. money. That's not the question. The question is, is because that thing is up on the ballot. I have to change my spending habits now to be able to adjust for maybe that theft that's going to be happening to me later on down the line. Even my, my, my budget today is affected by that just being on the ballot. I, I'll agree with you on that, but the fact that I would might go in and vote against that spending provision doesn't affect your budgeting in any way, shape, or form. Is all I'm trying to do is stop you from being robbed. Right, and stop myself from being robbed in the process. This, this is a criminal gang that has given one measure of uh, influence for people to uh, to come and kind of you know attempt to uh, mold the criminal gang in the direction that they think is appropriate. Now, I, I agree that it's distasteful to get involved with criminal activities, and likely but if it's, statistically insignificant. Right, but if it's possible to stop the criminal gang from aggressing against people, then there's nothing immoral in any way, shape, or form about that. And I think that the people that advocate that voting is immoral are really on some seriously weak ground. Like, you know, there's really? no violence really? at you all. You, believe, you don't believe that voting is destructive to human nature, to human, humans themselves? Uh, well, first of all, I can cite you real-life examples of how voting has uh, stopped aggression from happening. For instance, uh, there is the uh, New Hampshire uh, jury nullification bill that has passed up here. I don't know if you heard about this, Kurt. but I, Oh, yeah. I, 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 
I listen to you guys every day. Okay, great. So then, uh, then you know, as our listeners do, that uh, the, there was a jury nullification bill that passed. It is uh, going into effect in January, but already there's been a court trial where, uh, and I'm bringing our obviously our new listeners up to speed here. Recently, there was a court trial of a Rastafarian man who was uh, using or using marijuana. He was growing cannabis for his uh, personal medical use or personal, excuse me, his personal recreational uh, religious use. I guess it's because he's a Rastafarian and. And uh, he was on trial for manufacturing of, uh, of drugs. The jury nullified this verdict based on the judge's instructions that had this jury nullification bill not passed, the judge would not have given those instructions. So the voting process and the political process, as awful, distasteful, as slow, as bureaucratic as it is, led to this man being set free by a jury because of people voting for politicians in this case, people who of a liberty mindset who got into political office, introduced this liberty-oriented bill, and got it passed. If that had not happened, this man would be sitting in a prison, would likely be sitting in a prison cell today. Let me jump in here for a second. Hey, hey Kurt. Kurt, let, um, voting, voting by saying, you know, how's not voting working out for you, or, but I feel we have to do something, or, but it's something that's going to happen anyway, or, but it works, or, but it's our only input. These are all arguments from... Okay, so you completely ignored the example that I gave you. Johnny Ray wanted to jump in here. Yeah, Kurt. You're saying saying you, you do it because it works, and that's an argument from efficiency. And, and utilitarianism. And many of those... many of those uh, Brother, I'm going to set people free if I can set people free. If I have a vote to set people free, I'm going to vote to set people free, and that's not aggression in any way, shape, or form. Now, Johnny Ray that would like to get in here with some comments, so I'm just going to put you on hold here for just a moment, and then we're going to get Johnny Ray in here. Go ahead, sir. All right, Kurt, um, I'm on your side, first of all, uh, and... I think that except Johnny Ray, you didn't say that voting was immoral earlier. I didn't say it, but I may have Im- implied it by saying that it was irresponsible. All right, and I ahead. think it may be destructive. I think the voting process is part and parcel of the state, and the state commits far more evil than it does good. And when you participate with the state, cool. So just send the uh, Rastafarian guy to prison then. All right, more coming up here in a moment. We'll bring Kurt back. Eight five five four fifty free. Your thoughts are welcome. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Tim Cummins, here to remind you that whenever you look in the mirror, you see a person of amazing ability, a person that people love and cherish and want to be around, a person that gets things done and is an an excellent individual in every way. And when you think about that, you remember that verbal surgery changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at verbalsurgery.com. Yeah, baby. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Still to come, uh, your chance to talk about anything that you want. That's the point of the program. 1-855-450-FREE. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Johnny Ray. And Mark. We invite you on over to our website. You can head over to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. And if you like the show and you like what we're doing here on Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. And you can purchase whatever you're looking for. Likely, Amazon has it. When you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you'll find links there to Amazons in different countries. Go to Amazon US, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada. Just click into the right Amazon for you and get your shopping taken care of. You can buy used items, brand new, 
Whatever it is that you're looking for, they probably have it there in a great Amazon prices with the usual free Super Saver shipping deals. Uh, it's what you're used to. It's the same Amazon experience that you're used to if you've ever been there before, and you probably have. It's just that you're going through our website. You're going through our portal at shop.freetalklive.com. So therefore, they cut Free Talk Live a portion of the purchase price. So again, shop.freetalklive.com. We're going to bring Kurt back on from Michigan. Uh, the discussion is about voting, and uh, Kurt is advocating... The idea that voting is immoral. And Mark, you are somebody who has had uh, a bit of, uh, let's see, experience, I guess, uh, talking about this issue. Not just with Kirk, because he's, he's certainly called in the past. But you had a debate with uh, Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio about this very issue. And I believe Wes Bertrand from Complete Liberty. And uh, also Cal Molyneux from uh, Liberate RVA. You've talked with all of these, these guys about this issue. And uh, you're pretty firm on it. Uh, and I, I happen to agree with you. And I'm somebody who toyed with the idea of, of not voting for a little while. But I don't think there's any problem if you choose not to vote. Uh, you know, if you think that, as uh, Johnny Ray has said earlier in the show, that as far as the cost-benefit analysis goes, that uh, you know it's not worth the gasoline to drive five miles to the voting booth and you know waste a half an hour to forty-five minutes of your day, you know, standing in line voting and then driving back or doing whatever it is. Okay. And I, to finish my point, I think that voting really sends a mixed message if you're a pro-liberty guy. I see, I see the pro-liberty voters saying, uh, you know, taxation is theft and the state is illegitimate. Hold on a second. Yes, I'd like one for Ron Paul, please. Right. And what they want to do is and, and I think that this is probably the best argument is if you're, you're voting for a pro-liberty candidate, that pro-liberty candidate is likely to take a paycheck, uh, even while they're standing. If it's a total pro-liberty candidate, um, you know, they're standing for what's right or whatever. They're going to take a paycheck. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'd take the paycheck if I was putting my time in. The, the system is messed up. And if it takes me to unwind the knot, my labor's worth something. Okay, those are all fine, uh, and you know everybody has their reasons for not voting. But some people are saying it's immoral. And Johnny Ray, you said you you do agree with that statement. I'm not sure that I agree with that because I, my, my understanding of morality is very very slight. Um, I would say that. I think it would be a beautiful thing if the polls opened and nobody showed up. That's well, you something know, we've that you bring seen that. up. We've seen that happen before. And you know what happens afterwards? They keep doing the they same keep doing thing. It. So, I, think, I can't help but think that the poll workers and the government workers would be affected by that. Do you not I, think that'd be a step in the right direction if nobody showed up? I don't think for a second up? some police officer that's handing out tickets says to himself, well, gosh darn it, nobody went. Only 10% of the town. This happens constantly. Only 7% of the town 3%. went out and voted today. I guess I can't give tickets to 93% of the people because they're not participating. What about if 0% No, that's what I'm saying. Up? Who Let's... cares? If you have a plan that requires 100% of the people to do it to work your plan stinks that's true human beings will never come to agreement on something and you can't uh, get murder you can't get murder agreed on to that percentage right yeah, but and i think i think it makes a difference sodomy agreed on at that level I think it makes a difference. Well, and you certainly it. aren't going to. I think it would make a difference. It's a nice, it might say. be a nice feeling for somebody to look at that story and say, oh, how about that? No one voted there. But then when you actually keep. It's free talk live. Bring Kurt on. I know. We're going to bring yeah, You can't back. just not do something. You have to do something to, to make a change in the world. I agree with that. Well, that's a good point, too, because it seems like a lot of the people that advocate not voting, that's like the extent of it. Let's, let's have some meetings and not vote. And that's going to somehow bring the state to an end. Uh, so, Kurt, you're back on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. I don't think that voting um, when you're in a voluntary organization is wrong. If you're in the Elks and you're voting for sure. president, is it wrong to fine. is it wrong to vote on a jury? Um, I think there are several crimes going on there. I mean, just the, just that the jury is impaneled as a crime against the jury. I understand that. 
yeah. is it so, wrong I mean, to vote on a jury? The entire, the entire system that we use is immoral. Um, uh, is it is it wrong to go in and, and monkey wrench a jury? Well, again, I, you you would have to be in Michigan. You'd have to be registered to vote in order for that to happen. So, Do you? Because some states will pull from driver's licenses as well. Yeah, so it's an argument for yeah, registering I mean, to vote. So if I'm sorry, so well, that's an know, argument for registering registering to vote. Right, but you don't have to vote. He doesn't answer the question right. yet. Let him answer the question. Right, I, I agree. I agree. I I see nothing wrong if if you register to vote to get on a jury so that you can that you can try to work a. A, uh, a jury nullification angle with the doesn't, if, if it happens to be a victimless crime doesn't registering itself to vote perpetuate the system if voting perpetuates the system doesn't even registering to vote I, perpetuate I the system I never said voting perpetuates the I'm system. just asking I said if yeah. so you don't you do not think that voting perpetuates the system no well I, um, I think that I think that it, uh, in, in people's heads you know and again this is the this is the thing that I try to get across to people they hold voting up as an example of why we're free. And, I, and I, what I say to them in pretty much these words is, well, most of voting is picking a leader for somebody else and spending somebody else's money. And these are not acts of liberty or freedom. These are acts of slavery. It's fine. Those are, those are all fine uh, answers, and I would, uh, I would agree with that. Uh, but I'd like to get back to the issue of, so you're fine with somebody going ahead and getting on a jury and then using their vote on the jury to set somebody for you who has not harmed another human that's being. Because, that's because when they cast their vote, they're not saying, this is what I think my neighbor's income should do, whether it's to pay for school or go back into their pocket. And you're not saying, this is the person I'd like to have have this authority, you can't see my air quotes, this authority over everybody in this geopolitical area. And that's where I think the aggression is. Well, right? yeah, you are. You're deciding how the money uh, on the jails are going to be spent as to whether or not they'll be spent on that person being kept there. You're also deciding the freedom of the individual who's being uh, judged. And so right. if, if, for but instance, there was a... you can only do good in that regard. You, you're you not can do good with voting, good voting, too, Kurt. And this is the part you're ignoring. Here's another example for you. And you, you ignored can. my example previously. I'm going to give you another one. I did not this, ignore it. This you did. Uh, I, I gave did you the it. example about uh, how voting led to a, a man getting freed from going to jail to prison for uh, you know three to seven years for growing some plants. But here's a, here's another example. We talked last night about how Colorado uh, this year is going to have on the ballot a provision to pretty much legalize cannabis for adult consumption for recreational purposes. It's going to be legalized up to an ounce. So you, if you are in Colorado and are a registered voter, will be able to go in and. And vote to set people free. Where is the immorality? Okay, so here's my question then, Ian. What say do you have in what goes into my body? None. There you go. Then why are you going in there and pulling that trigger? Oh, I'm sorry, that lever. What are you talking about? You're going in and pulling a lever saying, you know what? This is what I think Kurt should be able to put into his body. This no, is what I think somebody should that's no, not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that people shouldn't be put in a cage for putting things in their body. And you're saying by not voting that you just don't care Wait enough about second. that uh, issue and you're going to stay home. No, Ian – Kurt, you true. mischaracterized the question. Well, you mischaracterized Ian's statement. Um, you said that what what statement, what uh, you know, say should you have on what I put in my body? And so, Ian, by going in and voting, if he was in Colorado, that you should be able to put something in your body is not mandating or even suggesting what you put in your body. He's only giving you the freedom to put something in your body. I'm so trying to remove the, not, the prohibition. That is not a... Okay. Uh, yeah, but I think that he's the statement. I think that Ian's supporting the idea that that is the a proper forum to discuss that issue no, by taking it's, part. It's no, 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 it's it not is the forum. It's what is 
Okay, so like I'd love to wake up tomorrow and have the government disappear. I'd love that 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 to happen to never have to vote again uh, in some sort of government election. But right now there are eight hundred thousand people being put uh, being put in handcuffs every single year in just this country for having a plant on their uh, on their body. And if I can do something by going to cast a vote. To stop that from happening, however, to unlikely. keep those to keep those people from not being uh, harassed, not being arrested, not being put in handcuffs, not losing their jobs, not possibly being shot by some crazed cop in those situations. If I can do that, that's the moral thing to do. To sit back and do nothing. If you're in Colorado and you sit back and do nothing, I think that's immoral. To do nothing in, really? in a case where you so, can take an action you're to in save a someone. Now. So you believe you believe that I should have to take purposive action for somebody else? I didn't say you had to do anything. Yes, I just said, but you said it's well, in order not to be immoral. That's just my opinion. That's just my nope, opinion about there's you. There's no opinions about immoral. If I don't. There's no imp- you you have lost, Ian. Uh, you have made a, a statement that a, that one must take a positive action in order to be immoral, and people in comas cannot do immoral acts. Um, so, you know, if you have the ability to save somebody from being aggressed against, you should without putting any yourself at risk. Then it's absolutely immoral to to not do that. The roads are dangerous. Uh, so yeah, so you're, you're saying that I must take purposive action to save somebody. Clunk you don't have to do anything. I'm just saying but that I'm I think that it's you're calling me that immoral to Kurt. You're calling me immoral. You stand by, Kurt. We'll bring you back here in a moment. I don't understand how Kurt won that round. You saying it's it's somehow moral to do nothing in the circumstance it is when somebody immoral. is being hurt? It More is. coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein, referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up absolutely anything that you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site. They're completely free. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And you get to actually control the content on the site. The Different items you see as you scroll down the front page there. Those are numbers next to the item. Those are votes they have received. And the items were submitted by listeners just like you. You can submit whatever you want to the site. could be an opinion piece you find online. could be a news article. could be a YouTube video. And then uh, it will appear on the upcoming stories page on the site where it awaits a certain number of votes to be promoted to the front page and the top of the site. So go and get interactive, and you can create the content there at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio.
studio tonight. It's Ian. And Johnny Ray. And Mark. We are talking about voting, and uh, we're going to bring Kurt back on for uh, for his final thoughts on the matter in a moment. But Mark, you said that uh, I lost the discussion in the last segment because I suggested that it would be immoral for someone to, when they could do something to save another human being, to do nothing. Ian, your eyes were on fire when that segment ended. It was <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's, um, you know, when it, you and I may believe the same thing might be the way to go about saving someone in whatever way that they go, you go about saving them. If mm-hmm. somebody's in trouble or whatever, maybe throwing them the ropes is the right thing to do. Maybe reaching your arm out is the right thing to do. Maybe, you know, running and getting help mm-hmm. is the right thing to do you never know exactly what the right thing to do so suggesting that somebody has to take any kind of action at all any kind of specific action any kind of action at any all, kind of action at uh, all you know a, a, you know any kind of action at all in order to act morally now i you might be able to say more morally better right to do the right thing there's well, other a more, ways to- a more set of moral codes is about what you believe is right and wrong I understand, but to suggest that it is immoral to not take an action puts you on an ontologically very unsound uh, unsound ground. If there is an action in front of you that is easy to take and you can take it and there's no reason not to take it, uh, here's an example. So you got the oncoming train, uh, woman tied to the tracks, the tracks are to split off, and you have the knowledge, you know that the switch on the track is in the direction that will result in the woman being run over by the train. You know that uh, she wants to be released because she's screaming to be released. And you know that if you switch that uh, that lever, that that train is going to go on the other track and not kill the woman. Is it immoral to stand by and watch her die? And you not c- and not push the button. What if you what if you took a lasso and lassoed her and yanked her off the tracks? What if you did that if instead? If you did something to, uh, to save that woman, that would be a completely moral act. Yes. Okay. You don't know. What is down those tracks? And this is where the other half of that moral conundrum comes in. I said if in. you have knowledge. You don't have knowledge. Your belief is not your knowledge. Uh, and no, this is the I'm problem. saying you have the knowledge. The road to hell is paved with all kinds of dumb mofos that thought they knew what the right crap was. I'm giving was. you an example no, in Mark's which you have you knowledge. You don't get to create the Part world my, because you're not God. And Part of that, my example that was that you have knowledge. That train may very well lead that train down to, of, to smash into thanks, a school Mark. bus. That's very paranoid of you. What I was saying is... That you have the knowledge, you know the tracks, you know what the switch does, and you know how to operate it. You don't it. know everything, and you can't know everything. The knowledge of those tracks... So you would stand by and not uh, not rescue oh, the woman. I then, would right? probably do it. But that okay. doesn't make somebody who chooses not to pull that lever immoral. Yeah, it does. Plus, there's a lot of things You're you nuts. can do as a citizen of Colorado to fight the war on drugs. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is something, right? Not to be moral, Doing or do you have be, to vote? Because you said you, if you don't vote for this, you, that's... You're immoral. Yeah, if you have the yeah. opportunity to do something that is simple, that is within reach, that you understand, that you know what the consequences of it are, then yeah, I would say that is an immoral act to do nothing in the case where you can do something that is simple to possibly save people's lives. Can you use the term virtuous instead of moral in that case? I think that that will so ha- going to make you feel better. It's it's probably more correct. Okay, well, whatever. It's, it feels wrong to me to do nothing. Okay, Less so virtuous. that's that's my uh, you know set of morality because you know if you, you don't can get to make do up morality, if you can do, sure you do. Everybody no. does. No, un- morality yep. is universal. Uh, that's a nice opinion, but that's just uh, an opinion. Let's go back to Kurt listening in Michigan. You're back on Free Talk Live. Well, let's let's bring it more to the everyday. You know, I don't see many ladies tied to railroad tracks. <laughs> uh, let's, let's see. Let's say. Let's say you're. Uh, you, you see somebody forcibly extracting a watch from somebody else. You're just standing there in a movie theater line, say, 
and somebody walks up to the guy in front of you, pulls him out, and starts taking his watch off. Do you, are you morally obligated to stop him? As I said before, the example we were giving was one in which you do not have risk to yourself. Uh, so, for instance, well, they, voting, they, uh, you don't have risk to yourself. Than you, and it really isn't much of a risk. Uh, well, if you like, I said, if there's a risk involved, you know, the guy could pull out a gun. You don't have full knowledge of uh, the situation. I would say that that's uh, you right. know that, that's a you questionable don't know, circumstance. You don't know whether or not he's taking it back. Right. But you know that if you vote for this that, uh, provision in Colorado, that people, if it passes, will no longer be aggressed against uh, wholesale for for but marijuana. This, this makes me responsible for the actions of the government because I didn't act. The government can now do this. And now you're responsible. No, I wouldn't say you're you responsible for their actions, but it's a shame that you didn't do anything when you could have stopped them. I agree. Them. It, you know, if, if, you, if you see that lever and that lady and that train and you don't pull that lever, it makes you a dick. There's no doubt about it. But it doesn't make you immoral. You, are, you, you should never be required to propulsively act. I didn't say you were required to do anything. It's just my opinion right. that it's wrong. Do you see how so, the, the course of this conversation has been changed from me choosing to I don't vote. care. I think it's wrong to do nothing if you have the opportunity to do something and you do like nothing. Culpable, like like criminally culpable? No, wrong? I just said it's like wrong. You need to restitute? It's like not a crime. Wrong? It's I'm not a crime. Point. It's like you said it just makes you a dick. Okay, well that's okay, but that's not immoral. Being a dick is not immoral. Being a, being a, being immoral would be destructive of, of human life. You didn't put the lady. You there. are okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. In that, by not voting, you are not actively destroying any human life, but you are allowing people to destroy human life when you could have done something I, to stop it. I'm not it. responsible for the actions of. Others I know you're not responsible. I'm not holding you responsible. I'm not saying that you owe anybody anything, Kurt. I'm just telling you, I think it's wrong. Anyway, you're an, okay. further thoughts well, about voting. My, go now. My very last thought. Then um, it just seems strange to me that. You know, it's a, you think that you can attain liberty by going into a voting booth and taking control nope. over somebody's freedom of That's association not what I think. and or somebody's uh, uh, um, uh, uh, capital. And in order, not in what order I think at all. That's an effective tool to reach a point where no nope. people are no longer doing these things. It's also not an effective tool. It's not what I think is going to attain liberty, nor do I think it's an effective tool at it. But I thank it? you for the call. If You're putting you words in my mouth. Liberty, Thanks for the call. All right, so I'm let doing me, it because let me, let me jump in. Um, I believe I have ex- explanation for this. I believe that uh, human interactions will become more voluntary in the future, and that's inevitable. However, um, I was served nine years in prison. I knew that my release date was inevitable. However, if they had given me the opportunity to vote between getting one lash a day and getting five lashes a day, I would have happily gone ahead and voted for one lash and not the expectation that my time would have be shortened or uh, extended in any way, shape, or form. Just just that the time that I had to do left would have been more pleasant. Right. The way we're going to get to liberty is by bringing people to the ideas and helping them understand those ideas. And the, one of the best ways to do that is to concentrate activism in one area to where there are more people in that geographic region with those ideas. So therefore, the average person is more likely to come across those ideas. And by the way, running political uh, candidates to spread those ideas is an effective way of spreading those ideas. That's one of the reasons why I'm running for political office. Um, so I'll, I'll do whatever I can to achieve liberty in my lifetime. It's ridiculous. I agree with Kurt. It's ridiculous to believe that voting is going to be the path to liberty. In no way, shape, or form is it going to be the path to liberty. Only when people's minds, hearts and minds, are completely on board with liberty will, will liberty ever be an option. And at this point, we're not even close to that. And so I'm- in the meantime, as Mark pointed out, in the meantime, if I have the opportunity to lessen aggression against other human beings, it is absolutely moral for me to go and take action 
uh, by casting a vote to stop aggression. And I will agree with Kurt that voting perverts uh, the the human experience. Uh, the you know in the I'm on a an email list where people talk about uh, you know political stuff and uh, that sort of thing. Is the Republican Liberty Caucus of New Hampshire, and on there there are some people advocating voting for Mitt Romney in order to stop Obama, and that anybody who doesn't vote if you if I don't I believe the statement was if you don't vote for Mitt Romney, America will be reduced to a socialist nightmare in inside of four years and we'll never get it back or something to that effect, and this this totally perverts. The, the human experience, but, you know, th- that it, it is what it is. All right, more coming up, 855-450-FREE. Uh, still plenty of time for you and your thoughts, whether you want to talk about voting or whatever's on your mind. Still to come, though, Unix. Do they live longer? Johnny Ray's got the details. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. So, uh, once again, head over to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. Uh, We've got the bulletin board system, which allows you to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners all for free. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com to do that. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Statelesssweets.com. Where you can get some of the best tasting candy that you'll ever find. Johnny Ray, you uh, have been snacking on some stateless sweets candies here uh, in the studio that we were were sent by the lovely Jillian. What do you think? Uh, They were delicious. I had some cinnamon caramel, which was my favorite. And I had some of your favorite, the uh, English toffee, which was also very, very good. I contend that the English toffee is the very best thing that you'll ever do with your mouth in your entire life, and and you would contend that the that the caramel, um, car- the cinnamon caramel, just a little better. Yes, but I really enjoyed you telling me about things <laughs> things that I could do with my mouth. Yeah, you actually blushed a little. Anyway, state with statelesssweets.com. Everything I've had from over there has been uh, wonderful. Ian, do you have a favorite? Um, I'm still a fan of the fudge. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Can't agree on everything here on Free Talk Live. No, certainly not. All right, so uh, let's go to the phones here. You can buy uh, stateless suites with Bitcoin now, can't you? That's right, Bitcoins. Let's go to, you can hear Johnny Johnny Ray smacking his lips over there. (laughs) It was good. Let's uh, let's go to Solano or Solanox in Michigan. How do you pronounce your name? Solanox. Solanox. Uh, You're listening via TuneIn. Go ahead. Well, I've got a, a topic that I just don't hear discussed much at all in Liberty Circles. A uh, little bit of background. My husband is blind, and we have six children. Um, four of them have a degenerative eye disease. Three of them are triplets. Two of them are on the autistic spectrum. Two of them are legally blind. One of them has cerebral palsy. One of them is allergic to the cold. Allergic to the uh, cold. Okay. Yeah, quite literally. It's 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 real. <laughs> and, wow. And he's in I believe you. With it. Um. So it's a lot of lot of stuff going on. Um. We homeschool. Um, 
we believe in being independent as much as possible. My husband works. He brings home good enough money to support us. Um, but it's, it's hard to do everything on your own mm-hmm. Sure. With, with that much going on. I'm, I'm dealing with my youngest is blind and autistic and, and that's very tough. I'll bet you Just it is. Trying to sure. figure out how to get through to him because so many things, you know, people who, who work with autism don't work with blindness. People who work with blindness don't work with autism. Mm-hmm. It's a tiny subgroup of a tiny subgroup. Sure. Um, you know, I, I've learned Braille. I've learned how to do cane travel so that I could teach these things to my children. We work on protecting my son as much as possible. We have a goal of moving home to Texas where it will be warmer for him. Um, but it's, it's overwhelming, especially for me sometimes. And what I run into is when I express that, when I say, oh, my gosh, I'm at the end of my rope. I have no more coping skills left. I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. What I get is, well, why aren't you getting SSI? Why aren't you on Medicaid? Why aren't you, you know, why aren't your kids in school where they can have access to teachers who are visually impaired and O&M instructors? And, you know, there, there's, there's no, and, and, and when I say that, you know, we don't, for one thing, we don't qualify for that stuff because we actually work mm-hmm. and bring in enough money that, that we don't qualify for, for assistance programs. Um, but, but there's, there's no concept out there of, doing anything outside of the government mm. for special needs so and true. for education. Um, and it's not like the government can do a better job of it. Uh, right. I'm, on a, I'm on a blind homeschoolers list, and we get new members every month who are fleeing the government school system because it doesn't do the job. Mm. They, they spend more time trying to deny services and say, your, child, your blind child doesn't need to learn Braille, your blind child doesn't need to walk with a cane, and... They're, they're graduating kids from high school with certificates of completion instead of diplomas because they can't be bothered to adapt the curricula for them. And that's what people think, that I'm being stubborn and denying my children by not putting them into that system, never mind the other reasons to keep them out. Well, I think you're, you're I, a hero. I, I, yeah, I think you're, what you're doing is heroic, uh, heroic on a, on a level that I, I, I leaves me speechless, as unlikely as that seems. Um, but... <laughs> You know, I, I think that the reason that we don't discuss anything like that—it's uh, Solanox, right? Yeah, yeah. Solanox is the is because we would then be, uh, you know, I would be a guy who has uh, you know a perfectly abled uh, son talking about how people who have uh, people with you know other other abilities and how they've got to live their lives and all that sounds is coarse and vulgar is when uh, somebody who doesn't have those problems talks about those problems so i you know i think it's wonderful that you've called in and you can expound on these things but it's frankly something we can't even touch on because we don't even know what your life must be like the idea of having uh, you know this many you know this many six children, kids six alone kids, let alone disabled yeah you know one of them blind autistic and uh, how many on the autistic spectrum did you say Two of them are on the spectrum. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, and a blind husband who who yeah. somehow makes enough money that uh, uh, he can support a family, which of is six incredible, and not qualify for SSI. Uh, it's stunning. So, Solon, yeah, you see? know, when I when I say that we would rather go out and work, I mean, with all of this, we could sit back on our butts and collect sure. checks from half a dozen different government agencies. Sure, but that would be wrong when we have the ability to go out and work and make a living. Why would we want to take that money that was taken from somebody else who was going out and working for a living? So, you know? Lennox, do you think that your your life 
is better this way and that you are happier this way than if you were taking handouts? I know that I'm happier not taking handouts. Um, We did have to for a period of time when my husband got laid off in the dot-com crash, and we were facing foreclosure, and we had to take unemployment and food stamps and and WIC just to to survive until he managed to find the job here in Michigan. Um, I I didn't like doing it. I saw it as I've paid more than that into the system through the the taxes that they've taken out of our paychecks and stuff, so we were just getting some of that back. But I don't like doing it, and I know that we're happier not putting them into the school. Because I've seen what the schools do. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think I they're gonna end up happier as well. Your children will. Yeah, you know. And, but, and but if what, I what I end up being speechless with is when when I do reach out and and try and reach out to any kind of community around me and say, yeah, I need help. I can't. I, I, I'm. I'm. You know. I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what to do. I. All I get is, well, you're. You're just being stubborn for not taking the government services, and even though they wouldn't work. And welcome uh, to America. I that's mean, the paradigm yeah. those folks people, live under. People are uh, by and far in a large chunk of this country accepting money from the government. I don't remember the statistics. One in three households uh, accepting money. Uh, I think it's more than that now. Yeah, it may be higher than that, uh, but you yeah. know that they have at least one person in them accepting money. Somewhere between half and uh, one third of households in the U.S. That's huge, which means that mentality is uh, is pervasive, and uh, I can see how that would be frustrating. Right, and I don't want to besmirch anyone who feels like they might have to take some kind of assistance from some government program and any you know what, whatever their conditions are. And the government program is out there. Then I say take advantage of the government program, but understand that it has consequences understand that you know and i don't even know what all those consequences might be but when you turn your child over to these people for whatever kind of training and counseling or whatever they get they're they're going to be indoctrinating your child solomax thanks for the call tonight appreciate your story and uh, hopefully other people can appreciate it as well even if they don't have uh, the same burdens and challenges. Uh, it's, it is amazing to hear that. Thank you for the call. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 855-450-3733. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. We've got archives, and they go back to late 2006. You can download as many as you would like. Just click, and uh, they are yours at freetalklive.com. We've got the last week's worth right at the top of the page for easy access. And then if you want to dig deep into the archives, you can look on the left-hand side of the page under Listen and Share to find our SoundCloud link. And then when you go to SoundCloud, you'll be able to access years' worth of the show. Easily share it on your Facebook wall or Twitter or wherever it is you hang out online. There are a bunch of different options there. Head over to freetalklive.com. Grab as many archives as you like. And don't forget, if you love the ideas of liberty and you want a chance at achieving freedom in your lifetime, then you need to go to freestateproject.org. Once again, freestateproject.org is a place to go where you'll be able to learn more about the movement of over... 
currently over 1,000 people here in New Hampshire. Uh, we've got over 12,800 people that have signed up to, uh, they pledged to make the move here. And we want to reach 20,000 people who've signed to make that move. So if you think, as I do, that there's a real benefit in being around others who understand the ideas of liberty and are willing to do something about it, I don't. It's not just a thought experiment, though. I mean, we give you examples, real life examples today on Free Talk Live of how this is working, of how liberty activists being in the same place, the same geographic area, allows for activism to occur that would otherwise be impossible anywhere else. And uh, we've seen some amazing things happen thus far. There's no shortage of stuff to talk about. The jury nullification bill that we discussed earlier on the show tonight is just one of the recent success stories. And there will be more success stories as more people get active when they move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, as the three of us on this show here tonight have done. Uh, Mark, you and myself from the sun coast of Florida. And Johnny Ray, you from, uh, was it Asheville? Yeah, Western North Carolina. So uh, it's been a great experience thus far. Looking for the more people that get here, the more ideas we have in the mix, the more uh, t- techniques, the more experience uh, the, the new activists will have. So I love it when new folks are, are showing up. And I wanted to recommend to Solonox in, in our last segment that there are thousands of men and women here in New Hampshire who would completely understand her values and her preferences. I would have, but uh, then she said she had a kid that is allergic to the cold. Allergic to the cold. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, that's why I didn't recommend that. But but I, but one of the things I wanted to suggest to her, because uh, Solonox, for those of you who were just now tuning in, uh, is a mother of six with uh, most of her kids disabled in some way, uh, like being blind, for instance, and uh, autism. And also her husband is blind. She's managing this whole family, the two of them together, managing this whole family without taking government assistance. And she's frustrated when she talks to people about it because they... They tell her to sign up. They tell her to go and take the check. And she doesn't want to do that. And I was thinking maybe if you know if you can't go to New Hampshire, and obviously they can't, uh, but uh, if you can't get around, get around other people who are of a liberty mindset, maybe at least try the homeschooling community. She did say they homeschool. I would think that a lot in the homeschooling community would be also li- you know, less likely to take a government handout. So maybe that would be something if you haven't already connected with those folks in your area. I know there are ways to do that. There are homeschooling networks and such. Uh, so maybe you know, kind of connect with those guys. And- I'd keep an eye on that uh, Free Cities project going on in Honduras. In Honduras, sure. Uh, going to be plenty warm there, and uh, they're going to have you know high speed as high speed as the internet gets down there. So you know, if he's your husband, her husband's in computers. So sounds like it. Let's go to the phones here. We've got Jonathan on the line, listening in Minnesota. Jonathan, you're on with Ian, Johnny Ray, and Mark. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, actually, I just wanted to chime in quickly on the morality of the voting issue. Yes, sir. And I sensed a bit of a problem just in that. Like you were saying, I completely see the side where if you can contribute your opinion and perhaps sway some good, you know, in an organization, whatever it is, I think that is definitely the moral thing to do. And perhaps even there's a responsibility to do that. But I can see on the other hand where... People might get to the point where they feel like the system that they're voting in, even putting those votes in, is sort of enabling the same system that's oppressing them. You know what I mean? So sure. In, in, in one sense, if the, if the majority were to completely pull out and stop participating altogether in that system— Oh, no, the majority that, already does. That, the majority has already pulled out and stopped participating in that system. That's true. Well— 
I, maybe it needs to be more than the majority. Then. The super I mean, majority. The hey, well, wait a second. <laughs> the super majority in towns and counties and even in state elections, if you don't put the president, the, the the full power of the United States uh, media against, uh, you know, behind a presidential election, you'll find that you'll have. At the two most, to ten percent here in fifteen percent at the most for a state election, like a gubernatorial election or something like that. An office. You're talking. Sorry, just people that are showing up to vote. Period. Yeah. Now these are registered voters. Just a point. Uh, point of clarification. Yeah, so it's percentages of registered voters. Right. So here in Keene, New Hampshire, on an off year, like say a municipal election, for instance, you'd be lucky to see uh, more than ten percent turnout. And it's in more some like towns, 3%. it's as low. Yeah, it's as low as two or three percent. And these are percentages well, of registered voters, and of course the, per- the total number of registered voters is less than the population so of an area. So here you have 98% of the people have opted out of the system, and it has not fallen from being decrepit. Well, well to be honest with you, I didn't even realize it was quite that low. All I was really saying is I, in, in, the, in the argument of a morality issue, you know what I mean, I can see where there's both sides to it. Because no, I agree. Because feel like this. So it, no, it's I totally a, agree. A, I, I think that voting for evil is absolutely immoral. Uh, no doubt about sure. that. But to say that voting as a whole is immoral is uh, just very disagreeable, and that was what the, the point we were disagreeing on. Well, that, I guess I didn't gather that completely then during... <laughs> yeah, that was, Kurt's, was, that was the point of Kurt's it. call, is that voting, period, is, uh, is an immoral act. Apparently Johnny Ray agrees. Yep, I'm still Regardless, on board with Kurt. Regardless of what organization, I mean, are, are you positive that he was referring to yes. any type of voting in any even? No, he was talking about government voting. Go- government voting. So he's, he did the, specify the, that if, if you were like voting for, uh, you know, you're Club. the Elks Club and you're voting for the new King Elk or if you're in a car call. voting on where we're going to go eat for dinner, yeah. not immoral. Not immoral. But he suggested sure, that. The, he's talking about voting for the current government system that we have, both that's state right. and federal, voting in that system. That's right. So therefore, yeah, I can I can be torn on the issue of morality because, again, it's just you might be. Well, there's no reason to be torn. You know, you can have you can have it both ways. Voting for evil, immoral. Voting for things that are good that uh, reduce harm to people, not immoral. That's how I see it. I feel like if I vote, I have no right to complain. I don't. That's ridiculous. And people will say the other say it the otherwise. So what you're saying is said. I feel that's an opinion, and other people will feel the feel opposite. So you have uh, negated the, the the situation. We yep, need to but think. But I, I also feel that I'm correct. <laughs> they feel you're wrong. Well, Jonathan, I I guess I guess I agree ultimately. I think with what you're saying. Very good. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. That's because it's right to engage oh, in actions that uh, can help save other people from being aggressed against. And voting can do that every now and then. Usually, you're voting for the lesser of two evils, in which well, case, I would recommend against that. And most of the vast majority of the time, your vote doesn't matter. And let's, in a national let's, election, well, it never even matters. on a local level. I mean, if you're talking about two hundred people voting in a in an election, it has to be ninety nine to ninety nine, and your vote. Mm-hmm. decides that's the only time your vote matters is when it's one true one but if vote, everybody says in a local election everybody who could vote says well my vote doesn't matter and they don't show up then that you has know, nothing, if you have 50 votes i am not, not everybody up, i am one person i know that i'm just saying in the aggregate if everybody thinks that way who loves the ideas of liberty oh, well screw it doesn't really matter if i if, go out there if something and is then it bo- loses by two votes and two people could have gone and voted then uh you know 
That's to a me, shame. it's like playing the lottery. If the prize is worth winning, by that I mean a, a, a candidate that's sufficiently liberty-oriented enough or a, a ballot provision that is clear to me, mm-hmm. um, you know, spending provision Like legalizing clear to marijuana in Colorado. I will go ahead. In Colorado, the whole state, there's a lot of people in the state. I don't know if it would be worth it, but certainly in my town, if my town was voting on, say, spending people's money on something frivolous and stupid, I'm going to go out and vote against that. I'm going to spend the time to go and do that. But in a lot of places, there's uh, you know you can vote through absentee ballot uh, ballot, and you know that that sometimes is a lot more easy. Could save you some time that way too. Yeah, they'll, of course, they'll send you the ballot. You don't know for sure whether you're getting counted that way. You don't know for sure anyway. Yeah, in my town, you can stand, you can go in at the time they open. That's true. When have and you done stand that? there right by? I have never done it, but I have friends that do. Eight five five four fifty free staters stand there and watch that box. They should eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can bring up what you want. Take control here. This is Free Talk Live. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keen. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keen has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE to bring up whatever's on your mind. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. All right, so 855-450-3733. You can join us over at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, please become a Free Talk Live amplifier. It's just a few bucks a month, and it is uh, something that makes a big difference for Free Talk Live. We take your five bucks, we take that and invest it into Free Talk Live. We get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board. Uh, We're going to a conference very soon within the next uh, few weeks to uh, to Los Angeles, uh, where we will be schmoozing. Is it that soon? It is that soon. Uh, not not next weekend, but coming up, and <laughs> it is going to be a whirlwind tour. We're going to be <laughs> flying out, uh, arriving at like ten o'clock at night, crashing in a cheap hotel. Do in, I have to uh, sleep in the same bed as you again? We'll see. <laughs> God. This is not that we will not be the first time by any means. The man, the man has a penchant, a a, a fetish for cheap hotels with one bed. I don't know if that's true. It only happened once in the past. This is going to be the cheapest hotel that we've ever stayed at. Though. How about the bunk beds, dude? You got you found a hotel that with was one hundred eighty dollars a night. It was New York City. Uh, the bathroom was down the hall. Did you wake up in the morning holding hands? I'm just trying to save the amplifiers money here. Okay, so uh, you know yep. we chose the Travel Lodge uh, in in L. A. Right in the downtown of uh, right in uh, Sunset Boulevard. I'm in, bringing my earplugs because I know some hookers going to be working the next room over. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we're going to be in, we're going to be out, uh, we're going to this conference, and apparently it's already a sellout, so there's going to be a lot of uh, schmoozing going on. We're going to be there, uh, obviously, on behalf of Free Talk Live and uh, meeting people that I've been calling for years because my daytime job is, uh, you know, uh, to call radio stations to try to get Free Talk Live. What I'm not doing activism uh, is to uh, call radio stations. Wasting your time. (laughs) uh, To bring more stations on board with the show, and, you know, I've been talking to some of these guys for years, but... Never had the chance to meet them in person. So, so Ian, have you doing called this helps with that? Every radio station now no. in your lifetime? No, no. I mean, there's not I would only talk station. I would only call talk radio stations, and I've called a bunch of them. 
but I can only call so many at any given, you know, within any given time frame and only can work on so many of them at once. But uh, the Free Talk Live AMP program makes it easier because it allows us to advertise to those talk stations. That way, when I do call, hopefully they've been more likely to come across something about Free Talk Live. Geez, if they're at all connected with the talk radio industry, they've heard about Free Talk Live. Yes. You'd be surprised how many are not connected and yeah. oh, they have not heard of us. I know. <laughs> so um, I've worked at these talk stations. Yeah. So, you know. So thank you to everybody who amps the show. If you have not yet amped the show, you can do that over at amp.freetalklive.com. And you get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, forum, podcast, and more. Uh, once again, amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones and the fun. We'll talk to John listening in Nevada. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Johnny Ray, and Mark. Hi, guys. Hey, uh, I had a couple points uh, to make about the moral discussion you were having. Yes, sir. Uh Lysander Spooner makes uh, the important moral distinction between two, t- two kinds of immorality, vices and crimes. Crimes are when you aggress against people, and that's a matter of justice, and that's really the proper focus of libertarianism. Vices are when you harm yourself. So when Ian is saying it's immor- it would be immoral not to save the woman lying on the tracks, that makes sense if by that you mean it would harm Ian not to save the woman, that, that he couldn't live with himself after that, or he couldn't be happy with himself. So it's perfectly sensible to say that's immoral because it would harm Ian. It would not be a crime against the woman, so it's not properly a matter of libertarianism. You don't actually owe her that. That's right. As I said, uh, you, know, you don't have an obligation to act. Uh, it, is not, uh, you know, it is not a criminal act uh, for you to not act, but you should. Well, if it's immoral, well, uh, then it's you know, immoral. Uh, I agree that, that uh, you know, in some cases you should, and, but the, I think Spooner's distinction really clarifies matters. Now, the, the question I would have for Ian, then, is uh, Brian Kaplan, the economist, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he talked about a similar kind of situation, and he pointed out that, well, we basically live in a world where there's, there's people as far as the eye can see that you could save. So how many of them do you have to save? I don't know if I understand the question. Well, because there's somebody so there's, out there. There's 100 million poor people in the world, starving people. Mm-hmm. You know, by just giving a dollar or two, you could help an arbitrary number of them. So say you save 50 people in a day, and then you go out and have a beer. Well, are you committing a, you know, are you committing, doing something immoral by having a beer instead of saving a 51st person? Slam dunk. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that's the case. I th- as I was saying before, the situation has to do with one in which you have all the uh, the information and that you have the ability to uh, to act upon in in a moment like that. Uh, but so. you do have the ability. You know that there's people starving, and you know that by giving your money to really good charities, that you know you can save some people. So how can you justify keeping anything for yourself beyond like what you need to? Sustain yourself and continue to make money. I see. I see the point you're making, and uh, and it is a good point. Uh, you know, I think I was talking about more about people that were being aggressed against or in, in immediate danger. Uh, so, for instance, with the uh, the government situation, with the voting in Colorado, you absolutely know that uh, you can do something to uh, to help some folks out, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time, and it doesn't take a whole lot of money. Uh, you know, it's a completely arbitrary uh, factor here. Obviously, I'm just going uh, based on what I think is uh, is right and wrong. Right. And, you know, and, and, and I'm just getting back to it's not a matter of justice. It's a matter of what you can live with. Yeah, that's true. 
You're right about that. And I can uh, and I do give money to local charities, but I don't give 100% of my income to those local charities because that would put and me at a disadvantage. Are you harming anybody by keeping some money to yourself? Am I harming anyone? No, no obviously no, not. No, he said, nor are you harming right. anyone. Yeah, obviously I'm, I'm not harming anyone, but I am attempting to do some good. But I obviously am not under any obligation to give to those, uh, those local charities. It's just something that I do because I feel like it's the right thing to do. Yeah, okay, great. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh-huh. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Let's go to Bob listening in Florida. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Uh, sorry, I... Uh came in late, so I didn't hear the whole discussion about the uh, vote. I didn't hear anything about the lady laying out on the side of the road, so I'm not really sure what talking about. But uh, my question, I guess, is because I think voting is immoral. So my question would be um, what exactly is the purpose of voting? Why, why, would, you, why would you vote? Okay. Well, well, it would depend. Uh, so it depends on what uh, the issue is at hand for the vote, as was yeah, well, discussed you'd, previously. You'd, you'd vote to change government policy. I would vote to vote for a candidate who is a liberty-oriented person, a uh, principled liberty-oriented candidate, and I would also vote on any sort of issues that uh, I could to have an effect in a positive liberty-oriented di- uh, direction. Uh, but I think other people vote for different reasons, and uh, so it just all depends. Right, but if you're... If you're voting, you, your purpose is to win in a political sense. And winning in a political sense means that what you want done will be enforced by the power of the state. By you know, that's, that would be if I wanted something positive. Done. If I wanted something new to happen, that would be true. But what I want done is for the state to leave people alone. So that's not enforcing anything on anyone. But you can't vote for a politician who 100 percent does that. I got you here. Well, that's which, you're, you're making a distinction here between voting for politicians and voting uh, for public policy. And, you know, I think it's an interesting it's an interesting distinction to make. And one might be able to make the the argument that voting for a politician is always immoral because you can never uh, guess what a politician is going to do, even if that politician is Ron Paul or, or somebody even more principled. But what about a public policy vote uh, or a spending measure vote where you vote no? Is that immoral? Voting no. Uh, aren't you, in fact, trying to... I'm trying to think of one vote that you could possibly take that wouldn't force somebody on the other side... You calling from Florida? Yeah. Okay. About uh, eight years ago, there was an opportunity for you to vote for a constitutional amendment to make a super fast choo-choo that ran from uh, Tampa <laughs> to Orlando to Miami. And uh, yes. a... a Large percentage, I think it was uh, 70-something percent of the people voted for the super-fast choo-choo. And then three years later, when the super-fast choo-choo had been nothing but billions of dollars in planning and donuts and nothing else, then they voted to undo the super-fast choo-choo. So in both of those cases, I voted against a super-fast choo-choo. And can you tell me how I acted immorally when I voted against the bullet train running uh, you know, through these three cities in Florida? People who wanted the bullet train... Wanted to steal your money and my money to get it. Exactly. 
So I stopped uh, thieves from doing what thieves would do. Right, because people who want a bullet train can go and raise money independently of the political system. I didn't stop anybody train. from making a train. I just stopped them from using stolen money to do it, or attempted to. There you go. Thanks, okay. Bob, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. And those those are instances where voting no uh, stops uh, aggression. You can also didn't vote stop yes. anything. Just Well, yeah, that's true. You, you lost. <laughs> We're coming up Free Talk Live. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Which order you can go this You can do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring Simon to the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Who do you think you are? Excuse me. There is no video or audio allowed in this. No, I have work today. This is you ain't going to make Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Hey! Oh my god! Unbelievable! Because you're scared of What am I being detained for? You're being served. What is this? What is this? Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. Available now free in HD. See it now at victimlesscrimespree.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. Toll-free number tonight for you, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. If we get a chance, we'll tell you about Unix uh, here in a moment. Not the operating system, uh, the other kind. 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio is Ian. Johnny Ray. And Mark. Uh, We're going to go right back to your phone calls, though. And uh, still to come, the news about Gary Johnson and uh, Green Party candidate Jill Stein. So the Libertarian and Green Parties. Uh, there's a lawsuit in play about the debates. We'll tell you about that. Uh, but first, let's go to Pat calling from Norfolk, where, Pat, uh, you claim you're listening to WNIS, but I don't know if that's true because they don't carry our show on weeknights. 7.90 a.m. talk talk show. Uh, that's amazing to me because uh, I tuned into their stream during one of the breaks. I heard Michael Savage. So I'm not sure what you're listening to, but I doubt it's Free Talk Live. But here you are on our phones. But go ahead with your thoughts. Well, it's it's in Norfolk. I thought it was 7.90, they said. That's our, that's our station that on Saturday nights. It's true. Maybe you're hearing our broadcast from Saturday night somehow uh, through the magic of uh, radio waves somehow bouncing uh, for two or three days and then coming back to your receiver. Or maybe you're living in a time warp. I don't know, but here you are. Go ahead, sir. (laughs) Time tunnel, maybe. (laughs) You're on the air. Anyway, I'd like to uh, talk talk about that uh, lady from Michigan that talked about uh, her husband being blind and all the kids that were... uh, Yeah, six kids, uh, many of them disabled, uh, blindness, autism. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, back back home, I was born and raised on the West Coast, uh, just south of Seattle, Washington, and uh, went to high school and junior high with this guy named Brian, and uh, he was uh, completely blind. He walked with the cane. You know, he lived like two blocks from the school. He lived like four blocks from the boys' club, and like maybe six blocks to the mall. And he he walked to the mall, walked to the boys' club. I mean, did he have a you know, cane? No, yes. Yeah, he had no pro- he had no problems getting around or doing anything. 
Um, well, you, you've got to you appreciate know. the uh, the spirit for for living that a lot of uh, disabled people have. I mean, they you know they even though they've had one of their senses taken from them, uh, they they really go out there and, and give life their best. His dad was a pilot, so he had the opportunity to go flying all the time, and he he really he really liked it. Hmm. You know, uh, yeah, what do you suppose flying's like for blind people? I guess you can hear the wind rushing by. Your ears you. pop. I know that. He, uh, you could. Yeah, he, he, ears be popping like popcorn, but you know, I mean, <laughs> probably, get, probably get some feeling. You know. Pat, thanks for the call tonight, man. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels different, right? Like if you're on an elevator or an airplane, yeah. you're going to feel the, little the difference. And I imagine it'll feel more different to you if you uh, if you can't see because, you know, they, they say that your other senses make up the difference for the lost sense. So, you know, for instance, your hearing will become more acute uh, if you can't see. And so who knows what that's like. That them. reminds me of a story I heard on NPR this weekend about cats being defenestrated when your defenestration is going through a window and that's right thank you for reminding me because i was like wait a minute i've heard that before so so cats are very well able to survive falls from great distances but there's a certain distance they can and the distance is almost limitless cats hmm. have cats have fallen out of 37 story windows wow wow hit the ground and walked, walked away. away from it but there is a there's a level in between, I think floor like five floors up and nine floors up where they're much more susceptible to death. But then then huh. above that, their likelihood of surviving uh, a, a, any distance above that, they're they're likely to survive. <laughs> and it's because they reach uh, they reach terminal velocity at some point, and then the sensation of the the acceleration stops. They stop accelerating. They become less panicked. They relax. They hit the ground and they're let and they suffer less injuries. Mm. But when they're constantly accelerating and they're confused, and they, they and and hit. they get up to that to that top speed and then they hit, they're more likely to die. Wow, I did not know that about cats. I think it's very interesting. Now, uh, it's a myth that they always land on their feet, right? No. That's not a myth? No, it's not a myth. It's true? That they according, according to the story I read, cats can twist like that in a microsecond, sort of. In, in just a blink of an eye, they, yeah. they can twist around. Yeah, I'd say that it wouldn't be a myth at all. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I wonder if there have been studies done where they have dropped cats off of a building in order to uh, <laughs> I sincerely this. hope not. And in what country really, really have hope these not. studies been done? Uh, so we can continue here with you and your calls. Mark is on the line listening to, uh, I believe, to WVTS in West Virginia. Hey, Mark. Hey, how we doing tonight, guys? What's on your mind, sir? Well, I'm a huge business buff, and I was going to see if maybe I'm missing a, a piece of the story or about reading articles today that, uh, you know, analysts says that, uh, you know, that Apple has, I guess, either missed the mark or, you know, the projections for the iPhone 5 wasn't as great, and I've read some stuff that's a little bit bigger than the iPhone 4S. You can't get the phone anywhere uh, in our market or where my sister lives in North Carolina. Um, so I don't understand if there's such a huge demand, uh, but yet there's so little supply. I don't, I don't know how they would no to not meet their projections. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, I'd say that they, um, you know, one one of the rule in the business world is, you know, always keep them wanting more. And so, sure. you know, rolling it out in select markets, there's nothing there's nothing unusual about uh, doing that. Um, you know, I mean, they've got it out for Christmas. Hopefully, uh, by Christmas time, everybody will, that wants an iPhone five and willing to pay the ridiculous amount to get one will have one, right? <laughs> right, right. But I just the allocations, you know, for come talking to other people, you know. That I'm trying to get the phone for, I guess, for you know, for Christmas for myself because I got my wife one. I don't understand, you know, how can you not allocate so much? out? Is it to, to rise the demand to make it that more uh, of a lower? Because I see other regional carriers getting it, um, you know, in our area they're getting it this upcoming Friday, but yet the big guys aren't getting another shipment until next week. So I just thought it was so so interesting that they're, you know, I guess making a, a bigger spectacle out of it than what I guess what it really needs to be. Yeah, it's nothing unusual. I mean, this happens every time I've, uh, excuse me, Apple releases some, you know, new exciting product is, is there's, you know, there's, there's people wanting it. Why don't I have it here? Why don't I, you know, why, why hasn't it appeared in my market? I mean, it's, it's not a surprise. I can't say I'm certainly no uh, expert in this area, but I would suspect that the folks that I, I Apple are. Thanks for sharing that tonight. Okay. Anything else on your mind, Mark? Yep. Yeah, I just want to let you guys know you all. Uh, I get you all in the last hour. Savage comes on before you all. So yeah, I'm sorry nice about that. Always nice getting you guys between. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the well, call, it's great man. Great you guys. Yeah, no, appreciate you all. Hey, Thanks. feel free to call uh, Dave, the uh, program director there at WVTS, and let him know what you think about the show. Eight five five four fifty free. By the way, WVTS there in uh, Charleston, West Virginia, one of our longest one of us, running yeah. affiliates, I'd one of the true. longest and uh, long time running us all. Uh, they, I think they take six nights of the show. They take Saturdays all three hours live and then the third hour of the show throughout the week and at some point savage i predict he will uh leave the industry either on his own volition or in or, an ambulance or yeah <laughs> exactly well i mean it's inevitable right i mean you it pick, is you have picked the oldest one of the oldest talk show hosts and angriest and, well like old plus anger probably not I, good for a long I, life i would think not but you know, you know, it's it's hard to say. I mean, there are probably lots of old, angry people. There Smoking um, is not good for an old life. That much, that much we're clear on. But it, Savage is seventy, I believe. And still, though, George Burns smoked uh, his whole life, and he made it to what a hundred. I don't know if he inhaled. True, but I mean, he was a, a cigar smoker, and that could give Most you cancer too, smokers, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the the danger of uh, smoking cigars is uh, nothing like smoking cigarettes. Okay. But you could still get mouth cancer, right? Right. Getting right. the chance of getting mouth cancer much lower than the chance of getting gotcha. lung cancer. I'm not suggesting that you go the kids you don't you shouldn't go out and smoke. It's a big waste of money. But yeah, for sure. Just saying. All right, eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. Jeremy is in Rhode Island listening via the TuneIn app. Had a bunch of callers from TuneIn tonight. Hey, Jeremy. Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind? Um. Well, I uh, I finally got a seatbelt ticket today. Oh uh, man. Now, is it a primary yeah, so, fence in Rhode Island wherein they can pull you over for not wearing a seatbelt? It is, as of about a year ago. Oh, boy. So, um, it always so, goes there from secondary to primary. I would like to hear your story. If you can, stick with us. We'll bring you back here in a moment. More with Jeremy in Rhode Island, and uh, your calls are certainly welcome. 855-450-3733. That was tough for me when I went down to Florida to visit Florida. I was having to keep remembering to put my seatbelt on. You should always wear your seatbelt. I generally don't around Keene if I'm going, you know, 30 miles an hour. I don't really see what the big deal is. We're coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. 
you can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Toll free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website. Just head over to freetalklive.com and you can get interactive uh, with various different features. You can sign up for our news updates. We've got emailed updates, kind of the classic way to get information about the show. Uh, we'll give you the uh, the news about Free Talk Live via email. But if you want more than the news, if you want some questions during the show, you want observations, maybe the occasional bit of show prep being posted, interactions with listeners, we can do that on Twitter and Facebook. And you can access both of those through news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. And it is Twitter Tuesday. Uh, on Tuesdays, we are doing a little promotion on Twitter wherein if you are a Twitterer and you tweet free, you tweet at Free Talk Live, the at symbol, and then Free Talk Live all run together as one word, we will see it. Uh, that's what happens when you do at something on Twitter. The at person uh, then sees you doing whatever it is. You were saying whatever it is you said. So say something about Free Talk Live. Uh, you don't even have to. If you just tweet at Free Talk Live, we'll, uh, we'll friend you for that or we'll follow you for that as well. But it's nice if you say something because then your other friends will see something about Free Talk Live and maybe they'll be likely to click through and see what we're all about. And that's kind of the idea behind uh, Twitter Tuesday is to get people talking about Free Talk Live on their Twitter or on your Twitter. And uh, therefore, hopefully their friends and family will see us and try us out. So you can tweet at Free Talk Live, and we will follow you back for the remainder of Tuesday. So throughout, uh, basically until I go to bed tonight, I'll be doing that. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, between now and the next call, I want to tell you about blockchain.info. It is an online Bitcoin wallet. Now, if you haven't yet gotten any Bitcoins, uh, take some time to learn about blockchain.info before you jump in because they can allow you to have your wallet and it's basically like an online backup service for your wallet like you can access it and use blockchain.info but you can also use your own bitcoin client uh with that wallet as i understand it and uh bitcoin uh, blockchain.info also has uh, phone apps so androids uh, you can have your own blockchain app and if you have a a jailbroken iphone uh, you can also have the blockchain.info app which is very handy it allows you to have access to your Bitcoins right there on your phone, which means if you need to make a purchase with Bitcoins and you're out and about, you don't have to pull up a laptop or have to you know, go to uh, some sort of desktop computer to access your Bitcoins. Anyway, they, uh, they do it, and it's all done for free. You can also send Bitcoins via email to your Facebook friends or anyone's cell phone number in just about every country around the world. All of it over at blockchain.info. 855-453. free. Jeremy's on the line in Rhode Island. Uh, Jeremy, you were just telling us that you were pulled over today for not wearing a seatbelt. It was your first time. Apparently, they changed the laws there in Rhode Island to make it a primary offense, meaning that if an officer uh, sees you and claims you are not wearing a seatbelt, that is uh, probable cause enough for him to pull you over. Certainly is. Um, I was going, I, I drove past the cop. He was on the same side of the road as I was. He had a car pulled over. He must have just finished up with him, because after I went by, he flew up behind me with his lights on. Um, 
So he gave me, he, he, uh, it was in the town that I live in. So I expected, you know, possibly a break because it's only a town of about 10,000 people. And, you know, the money doesn't go to the town and he gets these tickets. <laughs> he goes um, to the state? Yes. Okay. This, it depends on the state. Matching. You never know. Well, and then they get matching federal money. Too. Oh, really? So for every, t- let me see if I'm clear on this. You're saying that for every seatbelt ticket these guys write and get someone to pay, the federal government cuts them an equivalent check? That that was what he he said, and I guess for this week there's some sort of national uh, seatbelt awareness or something like that. So only this on. week do they get the matching funds? So it's like a push, basically? See how many seatbelt tickets they can give out in a week? I'm, that's, yeah, that's what I got. I hadn't looked into it that much. Um, Interesting. I I decided to share with him once I got the ticket. I figured that well at that point it's already done. So I asked him if he was proud of what he did for a living. <laughs> nice. Sir, are you proud of of what you do? I mean, you you live off your neighbors and you extort money from them, and you know, is this an honorable profession? I said when you you know when a carpenter goes to work, they build houses. When a nurse goes to work, they heal the sick. I said, when you went to work today, I said, what will you have done in your eight hours? What have you produced for society other than living off your neighbors mm, with wow. money that was taken at the threat of violence? Please tell me you recorded and he just this. Looked at me. Uh, my best friend was on the line, but next, next, next ones I want to be recording. I, I had to check the uh, to see what the laws were for okay. violence, and, I, and we're covered by that first circuit court of appeals. Cool. So uh, he looked at you and said, "What?" He just looked at me. Well, if you have a problem with it, you can talk to my supervisor. Huh. So, so well, it's not a problem with you. I said, I'm just, I'm just asking you personally. Like, do you feel proud of what you do? Well, we have to get the federal funds. Uh, wow. I said, okay. Well, New, I said, no, you don't, because New Hampshire gets their highway funding. It's not tied to seatbelt tickets. Oh, there actually is that. some federal funds out there that New they Hampshire could could take advantage of. It's about three million dollars, or two, two, less, more than two, less than three, I think, uh, that they could take advantage of if they uh, required adults in New Hampshire to wear seatbelts. And you but know, clearly, so the, it's true that they don't have to. Have but the roads are money. paved in New Hampshire. Yes. But uh, he's kind of looked at me in silence for a little bit with it, and you know, gave me the ticket and went on his way, but. Hmm. I fully let him know the way I felt Good about for you. Him. That's fantastic, Jeremy. So what I'm interested in is setting up a dash cam because he said, well, I have to wear my seatbelt in my car. I'm not above the law, and I wanted to touch on that so bad, but there were a lot of other points I wanted to cover before. I, <laughs> Did I you ask asked, him how many you know, police officers? walking away after a while. How many police but, officers has he written tickets to for not wearing seatbelts? Yeah, that would have been a good question for him. Yeah. I mean, this is great, uh, though. I mean, what night, you said to him is uh, is fantastic. And, you know, people can get this sort of calm feedback. Because obviously cops are used to people shouting at them. They're used to uh, people being very rude and uh, in your face. But if you can ask, you know, really thoughtful questions that will result. As, and it sounds like it resulted in him, you know, some gears turning as he was really thinking about things that no one else had uh, had brought him to think uh, throughout that, that previous day. Yeah, as long as you're articulate. And you know, well, I don't. I don't think he's had someone do that to him before. I can't imagine he has. Um, but what I what I was interested in doing is, I know you guys have talked about the freedom cam. What I'd like to get is a dash cam that faces forward that records. Um, the freedom cam faces because, both forward and back. 
Okay, because uh, what I'm interested in is the other night I was driving through this town, and I saw in this, and I was behind the cop, and I was the only one of the motorists that kind of kept up with him. He was going between 50 and 55 in a 35-mile-an-hour zone. So if cops aren't above the law, I want to get this on tape and go right to the police chief of police and go, I'd like this officer disciplined. Yep. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, the uh, the freedom cam would absolutely allow you to do that because it would prov- it would display both the uh, the front of the car and it would give your your speed and direction. Um, yeah, and, that's uh, true. GPS, so it would uh, you, could, you, know, you could verify that that guy was speeding yeah. with the freedom cam for sure. You'd be tracking him. Uh, chances but, are good he'll turn around and give you a ticket, but yeah. Well, I mean, well, odds are good they're going to just tell you, yeah, sure, we'll discipline him, and then that'll be the end of it. I mean, there's nothing they're going to do, but it'll be an ed- education. <laughs> it'll be an educational experience for you, Jeremy. That's for sure. And there is certainly the possibility they'll find out who you are and then target you for further enforcement. But that's one of the risks you take being an activist. And uh, hopefully you'll come on up to New Hampshire and then you can have some backup up here. not to be an activist but not to be a victim, that's all. I, I heard what you're saying. Anytime you, anytime you stick your head above the water, though, uh, there's a good chance they're going to bite it off. Uh, good luck. Let us know what happens. And I thank you for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. Or shoot you like they did the guy in Missouri. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features waiting for you there. We have news updates, listening options, the archives. We give them all away. freetalklive.com. Click, and they are yours. We were talking about blockchain.info a moment ago. It's an online Bitcoin wallet that allows you to uh, have your wallet pretty much anywhere you want it uh, really easily, and it's encrypted. So if you've gotten your blockchain.info account that thing's just rocking up, out, isn't it? Yep, there it goes. <laughs> uh, and so if you've gotten your blockchain.info account, you still have to have some Bitcoins to put in it. So what do you do then? Well, Bitcoins are a currency, and in order to get a currency, you generally have to exchange another currency for it. The currency exchange medium of choice is bitinstant.com. It's my choice, at least. Yeah, I mean, there's not too many bigger places and better than you know, get better service than bitinstant.com. Um, the the rates are low, and you get great service. Um, so it's bitinstant.com. They've got all kinds of great uh, service and. For those of you who are familiar, that uh, generally they did business in the United States. Russia and what was the Brazil? Other, Brazil over seven hundred thousand locations. Seven hundred fifty thousand locations to that many locations. Deposit cash and it turns into bitcoins, like now, CVS, Walmart, those places. I believe it's now a million locations in at about thirty countries. What really? Yep, that's exciting. So, Where is the list over at bit, uh, bitinstant.com? That's right. I'm excited. Go to bitinstant.com and there's a uh, list. I got little flags in case you can't read and uh, you happen to know the flag of your country. If you don't read and you don't know the flag of your country, you're just in trouble and probably 
don't have enough money to trade for Bitcoins anyway. So uh, BitInstant.com. All right. So where does one find this information on BitInstant.com? See the United States flag. Yes. Okay. There we go. Click on it. Ah, and Canada's in there because we were wondering about uh, Canada previously and when Canada would become available. And it is now, which is exciting because a lot of our listeners are in Canada. We've got a fair amount of them in Russia. And of course, Russia has been on board from uh, early on with BitInstant. And the UK. The UK also on board now. Yep. Australia, sure. Australia, yeah. So uh, most English-speaking countries are there. Estonia, that's exciting. Uh, BitInstant just keeps getting better. And it's, uh, as you said, low rates. Lots of people in foreign countries listen to Free Talk Live because it's free and there's a lot of content and they can learn how to speak the language. And both of you and I, of course, are masters of the English language. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's the greatest radio show in the world. Well, gosh, I appreciate that, Johnny Ray. I don't know if it's true, but uh, there's no way to prove it, right? So, like, I'll take it. Thanks. 855-450-FREE, because there's a lot of radio shows in the world. I got a question about Bitcoins. What's the easiest way to turn Bitcoins into dollars? Do you know? I've heard. Is BitInstant doing that, Mark? I believe that they will do that for you. Um, you know, that's Yeah, I believe that they'll do that for you. I'm, I mostly know them as the way to get uh, Bitcoins from dollars, but I believe that they'll train, change uh, Bitcoins. I know they were planning on that. I don't know if they'd actually accomplish that at this point. So I can't say for sure on that. That's a good question, though. I don't have a I don't have an answer for it uh, for you. I don't I don't see that mark on their site. It does not appear obvious that that is a service they perform at this time. It looks like you might be able to do that. I mean, you might be able to exchange from. You can send. Well, well, maybe you're right. I no, I think you might be able to. I don't know. Well, can you check with them? Maybe find out. About that? Because that seems like an obvious question. It seems like an obvious question that we should be able to answer. And we we aren't. And that's embarrassing. Thanks, Johnny Ray, for that. I'm almost certain. Throw us under the bus. What do you want from me? 855-450-FREE. Well, we need to know for sure. 1-855-450-3733. Let's go to Chris. He's listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Great. What's on your mind? Okay. uh, We were just, you guys were discussing um, officers and and, uh, people of the law. And um, I was just on the front page of our local paper with uh, Charleston, West Virginia. There was a man who was sentenced to eight years for brandishing a weapon. And, you know, kind of kind of makes sense when, when you hear it like that. But when you read into it, there were there was a case um, of suspected voter fraud. And our. Uh, the, the people who enforced that policy were. Uh, coming to this man's house, and they had an investigator and a special agent for the FBI come to this man's personal property. And while they were on his property, he came outside and confronted them, uh, the 62-year-old man. And uh, when they first had the conversation in, in, the, uh, in the article in the paper, it said that, that it started to escalate pretty quickly because when the people told them that they wanted to uh, ask him questions about this situation, uh, he kind of was standoffish about, and he had a handgun on him. And he uh, he exposed his handgun and pulled it pulled it out. And in the uh, in in the courts, they found out, or they, the the uh, FBI agent and the investigator said that he was holding it below their waist, pointing it at below their waist, and was telling them to get off his property. Hmm. And they went on to, to, you know, through the conversation um, in, in, the, in the court, they said that they never explained to him who they were, 
they never showed him of him a badge, but uh, once they once he got them off of his property, they uh, they came back and arrested him, and they have uh, sentenced him to seven years, which is a federal minimum sentence for uh, assault on an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, in my eyes, there was no assault. There was possibly a threat. And uh, they they said that, in, you know, and this is through, through the court, that the weapon that he had was not loaded, and he never, never threatened them, threatened to kill them. He only said that... Get off my property. Uh, yes, get off my property. And my question would be, what what do you feel would be the proper way as a individual to confront someone that is on your property? And given the scenario that, that they haven't explained who they were, I mean, do you think that he had a right to to brandish his weapon? I think he had a right. I uh, you know I th- I think that one has a right to uh, you know ha- be- stand outside one's house armed. Um, if if one doesn't have a place you know a holder a holster to hold a handgun in, one can hold a handgun in one's hand. I think you start getting into problems when that handgun gets pointed in the general direction of people. But um, I don't recommend this behavior. I think that generally, if somebody's on your property asking you questions and you don't want them to be there, the best thing to do is to turn around and go inside and then they'll look kind of silly standing outside by themselves yeah. and they'll go away. Uh, that's the most effective thing to do. And, you know, this is just a, this is just another example as to why that is. I think it's unjust to sentence someone for threatening an FBI agent if that person did not know that that was an FBI agent. And I think it is further, further unjust to make a distinction between an FBI agent and any other law enforcement officer and any individual. If it's wrong to threaten an individual, it's wrong to threaten an FBI agent. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, the FBI agent is actually employed to stand between the slings and arrows of the evildoers and you and I. So I would think that it should be, in fact, if anything, less of a evil thing to do to threaten a, a law enforcement officer instead of uh, an individual. But I really don't. I won't. I won't stand on that. I think it's just wrong to threaten an individual if it's wrong to threaten an individual. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, in, in West Virginia, we are under the Castle Doctrine. So. Yep. I am not. I, I am not under any force of, of of our law to turn my back on anyone. Yep. And I I feel that 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 on my property, they should be the one to back up. I I totally I agree. Not, but you know, in reality, they uh, the government guys are a different class of men, and uh, they get treated different than the average person. Even here in New Hampshire, the Ward Bird case uh, might be one worth looking into. Uh, Ward Bird, I believe, was not dealing with government agents when he uh, when he brandished a weapon. Uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong about this. But, I don't believe uh, it was a government agent. No. He was just dealing with some hunters or some trespassers or people that he didn't want on his land. Some and lady. He, he told him to get lost, and they came and arrested him later, and he ended up getting convicted. Uh, so it's, you know, in theory, yeah, you should be able to tell people to get off your property. In reality, it just doesn't work uh, very well because they tend to come and arrest you for it. So I like Mark's suggestion. Just uh, go back inside and and not don't talk to him, especially if it's the cops. Thanks for the call tonight, Chris. Appreciate it. More coming up. You can take control at 855-450-FREE.
The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Toll-free number here for you. This is Free Talk Live. It is 855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that we give to you on the site. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote freetalklive.com on that page you'll find different things that you can do to help get free talk live into more ears around the world uh, promote.freetalklive.com there are everything there's everything there from web graphics you can use on your website to high res graphics you can use to i don't know make your own t-shirts or whatever you want to do with them and also uh, simple stuff like you can send us a self-addressed stamped envelope and get a bumper sticker sent right back to you uh, so, Free. yeah, flyers you can print out and more. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Uh, so, you know what, Johnny Ray, we've been talking. I've been selling the Unix story all night, and we uh, are in the final segment of the program. So I wanted to make sure we had a chance to get that out there. It's not every day you talk about Unix. Uh, you can't get the listeners all excited about Unix and then not deliver. Right, absolutely. And what could be more exciting? Uh, than than Unix. Of course, I'm not talking about the operating system, which is you know exciting, I'm sure, for some people. But we're talking about uh, the other kind of Unix, the castrati, the uh, the man who has been castrated. From abcnews.go.com, Unix may hold key to longevity by Dr. Julie <laughs> Lin Wong, ABC News Medical Unit. Call it making the best of a potentially bad situation. Unix castrated men. Live nearly 20 years longer than other men, a new study has found. Wow. The study of over 80 eunuchs from the Chosun dynasty, which ruled in Korea from 1392 to 1897, looked Man, at. These people must have kept some records, huh? Yeah. Looked at the world's only known record of eunuchs' lives and compared them to genealogical records of other men of similar social rank. The researchers cross-checked their results with other royal records. They found that the average lifespan of a Korean eunuch was about 70 years, 14 to 19 years higher than non-castrated men of similar social standing. Wow. Three of the 81 eunuchs lived to be over 100 years old. I thought this was interesting. The The researchers calculated that the rate of centenarians... That's, uh, of course, someone who's over 100 years old. The researchers calculated that the rate of centenarians among this group of eunuchs was at least 130 times higher than the current rate in developed countries. So even with all of the uh, medical technology that uh, we have, that back in the 1300s, there were men living much longer because they'd been castrated. There were men living much longer who were castrated. True. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You can't necessarily draw a connection from one thing to the other, but this certainly suggests very strongly that it was a factor. Well, it makes me ask one question, um, not that I'm going to run out and do this. I, 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 I guess to some extent I've done this already. I mean, uh, you know, what? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You the have a vasectomy. Besides, behind a vasectomy, but... Um, but you're... 
your reproductive organs haven't been removed. Yeah, I don't know how that. I don't know how all, all that stuff works. Maybe well, the vasectomy is you're th- tying the tubes thing. off, and uh, your testicles are still making uh, sperm. So one and, could and and hormones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hormones is what it seem, seems to be about. But was this were they castrated before or after puberty? Because I know that the the castrati, which you mentioned in Italy, were specifically castrated prior to puberty in order to retain their high-pitched voices that boys have supposedly better voices than uh, i guess the boys have the best voices so they were attempting to preserve these voices by castrating prior to puberty which is an incredible decision to make for an individual i read uh, when i was at the beach once when i was uh, a lot younger i read a fantastic novel i remember it being fantastic by ann rice about some young the castrati castrato yeah was That's there more it. to say? About uh, not about the novel, but there's a little more to say about the story, yeah. yeah. Our study supports the idea that male sex hormones decrease the lifespan of men, wrote Kyung Jin Min, associate professor in the Department hmm. of Biological Sciences at Inha University. Which is in interesting Inchon. because women live longer too, right? So they don't have the same level of male hormone that uh, men do, and they live longer. That's right. Yeah. Um, and she is the the lady who made the statement is the lead author of the study published today. This story is from the twenty fourth of this month, published today in the journal Current Biology. This study does not prove that castration directly increases human longevity, said S. J. Olshansky. No, it doesn't prove it. <laughs> a professor of public health at the University of Illinois in Chicago who studies longevity, but was not Kids, involved with the don't study. Don't try this at home. It may not have anything to do with being eunuchs, he said, adding that the study did not adjust for lifestyle factors like diet, exercise, and stress. Yeah. How Pre- could it? Um, it couldn't. It, uh, it, it, um, it took into account the, the social standing. So I suppose that does have something to, to do with lifestyle factors. A, yeah, a factor of what they're eating. Previous studies have shown that castration which removes the source of male sex hormones, increases lifespan in animals. Wow. But studies in humans haven't been conclusive. It's, it's probably difficult to find uh, subjects. Well, yeah, you can't find subjects. Where, where are you going to find subjects for There's this? There's probably some eunuchs out there somewhere. Specifically prepubescent subjects. Do you think that anybody's... Wait, wait, wait. No, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa, no, 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 no. That wasn't specified here. No. So far, that has not been specified. Which is one of my saying... questions is at what point... Let's say it is true that uh, people who are uh, you know don't have uh, testes, uh, that, uh, that they live longer. At what point at which do you have to cut them off in order to gain that benefit? Is are you it, thinking about it? Is it sooner? No. <laughs> Is it sooner rather than later? Well, actually, this next paragraph, it seems to uh, address that very question. Okay, great. One past study found that castrati singers did not live significantly longer than non-castrated singers. Another study has shown that castration increased longevity by 14 years in mentally disabled, institutionalized men. That increase in lifespan is similar to the findings in the Korean eunuch study. So, I mean, I, I th- seems to me that the mentally disabled, institutionalized men are likely to have been castrated when they were older. Yeah. And the castrati, of course, would have been castrated when they were younger. Right. Fascinating. Women so, reach the age of 110 10 times more often than men. So today? Today. Yeah, but, I mean, you're talking about a pretty rare occurrence anyway. I don't know that... Women but it's longer. true. Women live longer than men. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah. It's, it's a proven fact all across the world. 
Well, this is fascinating. I mean, I have to say, it's it's fascinating. The suggestion men being men work that- in more dangerous positions too, which will drive down their um, you know the the, the you know their the, the top end age, average age to live uh, to. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's that big of a factor. But now we're just now we're totally speculating. I mean, the facts are what they are, right? It and- seems like women ge- genetically live longer than men. Yeah, and and maybe which I think is sexist and should be stopped. Maybe, well, cut your testicles off and, well that's uh, not going to stop women from living longer than men if a, if everybody did it <laughs> maybe it would <laughs> fascinating thank you uh johnny ray for sharing that tonight i, You're I can't welcome. say that uh, we've ever really i don't know we've probably talked about eunuchs briefly in the past but uh, never to that extent i think mark has called you a eunuch before has because, he? yeah because of um why why would you do that mark what's that what's that all about i don't know i mean i say all kinds of things here to him he did a very good nature thousands of hours of radio with you in the past i have no idea what i've said but i think it was because um you know because uh you've had a vasectomy and so do i understand that that you too mark have had a vasectomy i have yeah it's just uh, you get yours at like 36 or something like that (sighs) seems like it was a little later than that but it was about well shortly shortly after jack I think it was probably while well, Laura was pregnant with Jack. Mm-hmm. Would be my guess. If not, it was uh, shortly after his birth, and I got mine at twenty-three. I haven't regretted it for a moment. Me so neither. I, so, so if that was the reason that you called him a eunuch, it must have been good-natured because you would have been applying that to yourself. Gotcha. It certainly empowers a male to, um, you know, not that not that this really been a big issue for me, but uh, you know, if if I was a single male, it would empower me in the area of, uh, you know, childbirth. I would be able to choose, if, specifically if you put a, uh, some sperm in a sperm bank and then could, you know, withdraw after your deposit, you'd be able to uh, do that. But even so, you can choose to an adopt. Uh, on your own it gives a male it's really the only form of male birth control uh, by the way the story that we were going to talk about uh, right at the beginning of the show we ended up getting sidetracked into a lengthy discussion about the morality or immorality of voting was about gary johnson and jill stein the libertarian and green party candidates they uh there's a lawsuit that's been filed by gary johnson i don't know if jill stein is involved in the suit but she stands to benefit from it uh if it's successful they filed a suit against the commission on presidential debates the cpd this is the organization formed by the republicans and democrats after the uh, 1992 presidential election when ross perot made huge waves by being allowed into the debates they said whoa we got to put a stop to this and they came up with a set of rules that basically put a stop to any chance that any third party candidate would ever have of getting into the debates and essentially the uh, the gist of this lawsuit is that it's an antitrust lawsuit so the cpd's been sued before but never on this basis uh so are they going to have their debates overturned will the debates be forced to allow third-party candidates into it or if the suit is successful will they just stop the debates and just not have them at all uh to avoid having third-party candidates in it's an interesting suit it's an interesting approach we'll let you know more as we learn it we'll see you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com it's change your words change your life a daily minute program to help you understand the power of every word you speak. Here's New York Times bestselling author, Joyce Meyer. I have a suggestion for you. In order for you to see the power of words in action, make a habit of complimenting people every day. If you take the time to say something kind and encouraging to everyone you meet, then people will always be happy to see you coming. You will be happier also. For when we make other people happy, it always comes back to us. I like to say we eat our words. And this is another way of seeing the principle in action. The better I make other people feel, the better I'm going to feel myself. 
Don't feel embarrassed about complimenting people even that you don't know. Just because we don't know someone does not mean that God can't use us to increase their joy and build them up. For Change Your Words, Change Your Life, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information and insight on how you can change your words and change your life, please visit Joyce Meyer, spelled M-E-Y-E-R dot O-R-G. The words we speak can affect our lives in positive and negative ways. In her new book, Change Your Words, Change Your Life, best-selling author and internationally acclaimed teacher Joyce Meyer examines the power of words that convey our thoughts and emotions. She discusses how our words can increase or decrease our level of joy and how they can have a positive or negative effect on our future. Change Your Words, Change Your Life, the latest book from New York Times best-selling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold.